linens that fade into spring Flowers and whispers and beautiful things And it seems that God made you just for me Joshua T. Berglund, and welcome to Society of Kingdom Minds. I played that video because, well, it's adorable, and that's my daughter, so whatever. Anyway, so blessed to have you guys here. Um, don't know if you saw the post on Facebook or wherever you found out about this broadcast, but we have Live Mana t-shirts that we're going to give away today, and so the way that we're going to do this, maybe you guys call in because I left the phone number there. Um, you guys can call in, you can text in questions, you can join us, but we are going to be dis discussing purpose today. Um, and this is going to be catered, especially to people who don't know what their purpose is, or if they don't even know how to take the first step. So we're going to address, we saw that question pop up earlier this week, and we want to address that. And who knows what else we're going to talk about, because we have so many brilliant people here, like the one, the only Dr. Guy Henry. And Dr. Ruth Charles, what's up, you guys? How you doing? Blessed and highly flavored. That's what's <laughs> up. So what I want you guys to do, if you're watching out there, and I know that you are, you can, um, how about this? You can scroll down where you're going to see the video player right now. You'll scroll down. You'll see two little screens. Those are video on demand players. But right below that, you will see a contact form. You can leave your information in there. And the first three to do that are gonna get a free t-shirt. So, you two, what are you guys grateful for today? Dr. Ruth, you go first. Well, I'm gonna call in because I want a t-shirt. It's <laughs> beautiful, I love it, I love it. That is a beautiful t-shirt, but I'm so grateful to be alive and I'm most grateful to know why I was placed here on this planet called Earth. Why is that? Well, I was created to point people back to the Lord with whatever gifts and talent and skills he's given me. Yeah. And that's what I try to do every day. I love it. That's perfect. Dr. Henry, what about you, sir? Um, I guess I'm, I'm thankful for, number one, to be able to be living in these times. There's going to be something to me, in my opinion, in eternity that's going to mark these times. So we got to be here. I'm thankful for family and like Dr. Ruth. I'm thankful that God has allowed me to be part of sharing his love and demonstrating his kingdom. So that's what I'm grateful for it, today. I think that is, uh, that's beautiful and perfectly said. I, today I am grateful uh, just the fact that the Lord will take all of our garbage and, and do something beautiful with it. Um, the, just the purpose in that, the purpose for our pain, the purpose for our trials, the purpose for our tribulations. And then I'm also grateful uh, to the mighty Lord above for his redemption power. Um, that I, I don't even know. I think people fall in love with God in a lot of different ways. But where I find myself in awe of him is <sighs> I, 
Oh, God. Um, to, to have such a mess of life and then to get to get a real chance. To, to, yeah. I'm grateful for that because I <laughs> – it's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing that God's promises really are true. And it and when you hear the preacher man say to you that, well, it doesn't matter what you've done, God can do something with it. Well, it's actually true. <laughs> <laughs> and I, my life gets to be a testimony of that. I always I didn't believe it was true. It's true. So praise the Lord for that. So anyway, thank you guys. Uh so happy to see you guys here, and hopefully we'll get to see the other great doctor. Uh, from England, so or the UK. Uh, hope she gets here soon. But let's get into it, Doctor Henry. You saw the question that came across uh, on Facebook, and I I got to tell you, I remember seeing that comment, and I go, I don't know how to respond to this in a way that I think that will be received very well. And God God uses technology evidently because here you go, you pop in, swooped in like Superman. And had the most beautiful response. So, do you want to do you want to share that or talk about that? Sure. Well, let's talk about that. <clears throat> um, before we do, if you don't mind, I just want to encourage everyone that, um, and and I think we haven't necessarily made it clear. And this opportunity today will will help solidify that. We want this to be an interactive opportunity, so not just something you know where we're sharing our our knowledge or, or what we've learned or even our experiences. We wanted to help those who are, are checking in. So be interactive. In fact, even right now, if you're um, connected, drop your name, maybe where you're from in the chat and we can get an idea, you know, where, where people are coming from and just feel a little bit connected. We want to, we want to encourage um, and, and find purpose and discover that and work together as a team. And that's, that's why we're here. Um, the question, if it'll be paraphrased, you know, you, you caught me off guard. Um, but you like to do that. <laughs> but the question, and it's not an uncommon question, even for Christ followers, those who are, you know, have already accepted to, you know, that, that Jesus is the way. But what is my purpose? You know, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. And I think that sometimes that stems a lot of times from, um, maybe tradition, maybe religion, maybe churchy stuff where, you know, God has this pre-specific plan for us. He knows what he has. He knows he has a plan he, and it's for good and it's to help others and it's to prosper. But we get a little bit stuck sometimes trying to put this name tag, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a pastor, I'm evangelist, you know, prophet, a teacher, or I'm a child children's ministry, or you know, and sometimes you're you're a Joshua, you know. Uh, sometimes we are a, a, a musician, a singer. I I always like to say because I'm always working with with youth, and that's a very common question among the youth. I, I come down and say, you know, for me to make it simple, not real theological, is what's your passion? What do you like to do? What what is desires? that you like to do and then do them, just use them, convert them into something that will help other people. Um, if it's sing, then sing. If it's, if it's, you know, if you like to talk, start a, start a broadcast, you know, 
just follow that passion of what you like to do because that's something that got placed within your DNA, your personality, the moment you were conceived. So I don't want to take the whole time up, but in in brief. I think that's a great answer. Dr. Ruth, would you like to speak on that? Dory, do you even know that what the question was? <laughs> okay, so I, I, I addressed it to Dr. Henry because he's the one that swooped in, but basically, one of the things that people struggle with, because it's so easy for like, God's got a purpose for your life. He's got an attention for you. You were created for an extraordinary purpose that is yours and yours alone. It's so easy for us to say that, those of us who know what we were born to do. A lot of people have all that buried with a lot of resentment, anger, uh, disappointment, heartbreak, whatever it may be, that they don't even recognize that God has a purpose for them at all. So can you, the question was, well, I don't know my purpose. I don't know what I was created to do. And this is a grown woman that asked the question. So can you speak to that? You know, I love the quote by Miles Monroe, when you don't know the purpose of a thing, you abuse it. And one of the things that I've seen um, is that you have people as old as 70, 80, that do not know why they were placed here. They made a lot of money, have a lot of influence in the world, have a big name, but they take their own lives. One of which was Don Cornelius, the, uh, the long running show Soul Train. He had one of the longest syndicated shows that, were, that has ever been on nationally syndicated television in the United States and it even reached over into other countries yeah. and was duplicated. But after all of that fame and fortune, he did not know who he was. He did not know why he was placed here. He did something based on someone else told him that, oh, you would oh, yeah. be good at this. And when you're listening to other creatures tell you your purpose instead of going to the creator, the one that created you, then you will never know why you were placed here. There's a scripture that says we were placed here to be a praise upon the earth. That word there, praise, it, when you translate it into the Hebrew in which the New Old Testament was originally written, it has to do with pointing people back to the Lord. Your life becomes such a fragrance and a picture of God's love and grace that people look at you and they wonder, wow, why are they able to go through things and it not knock them out, it not take them out? If I had gone through that, then I would not have survived. How are they able to maintain hope? Here's how you know what your purpose is. First of all, when you were a child, what were you prone to? And I mean the good things before things came, before <laughs> life came in and horrible things began to happen to you and reshape your thinking. What was it that you gravitated to? When I grow up, I want to be. Think about those. And you're never too old to go and actualize your purpose. Now, the biggest thing is we were all placed here on earth to point people back to the Lord. But at fir but first, you have to accept the call from him to walk to walk after him, to live from him. The Bible says to be called out of the darkness into the marvelous light. In other words, I'm no longer blinded to why God placed me here. Now, you want to talk about specific purposes? If you take a butterfly and throw it in the river and expect it to swim, of course, it's going to die. See, when you get out of your element and you begin to listen to the noise and the voices of this world, they will lead you down a road that you were never meant to go be down. And you would think, well, I don't have a purpose. There is nothing that you could ever do that would take away God's purpose for you. 
Right. Do you get off? Yes. Do you get caught up in things? Yes. We've oh, yeah. all sinned, the Bible says, and come short of the glory of God. What does that mean? We've all messed up. And every day we have to go back and ask the Lord to forgiveness. Does that mean we get saved all over again? For those of you that know what it is. Now, salvation, you don't have to keep going down that road. But because we are in a skin suit, we are subject to do things that are not right. We miss the mark. And we don't always get it right. I won't go into the Greek word of that. But nonetheless, <laughs> I want to just let you know when it comes down to it, when it comes down to it, when you're looking at it, however old you are, this young lady, I wanted to let you know that you do have purpose. And what it is, you need to seek what makes you happy. What do you mean what makes me happy? That's the world statement. No, they got it out of the scripture. They stole it straight from the Bible. I can guarantee you that. If you seek first, Matthew 6, the kingdom, the things that you're looking for will be added to you. What is the kingdom? The king of kings way of doing things. It's God's way of doing things. And so how do you find that out? You pray. You ask the Lord, show me. I can't tell you right now. I can give you an assessment and help you find it. But I can't tell you just this is what you're supposed to do. We can't tell you as a society, but we can pray with you, pray for you and help you along your pathway. I'm telling you, get around some people that are not trying to uh -oh. force you to do what they want you to do, but that want to hear your heart and where God can be leading you and help you find that. I didn't mean to take up too much time, but that's my passion. That's my purpose. That's all right. Dr. Caroline. Good. It's lovely to join you guys today from Manchester here. Um, we just came from a time of prayer, so I was caught up in that. And just realize that we are now uh, going into society of kingdom minds wanted to share uh, to add to what you have all said is at a point in my life I had this same question what is my purpose and one of the things that I was um, I was told by a mentor of mine number one is what irritates you most what do you feel like fixing you know, you go into a room and you see things that could be doesn't mean it is your purpose. It could be aligned with your purpose. So what irritates you most? What do you feel like fixing every time you walk into a room or when things happen and you're like, I have an idea how to do this and how to do that. Take note of those things that it seem to come easy for you. And they kind of irritate you when other people don't get it because there could be no purpose in there. So that's number one. So I think I'm just laughing because Joshua's passion is so <laughs> into broadcasting. And when people don't do it well, it irritates him so much. So that's his point. <laughs> That's not what I was laughing about, but anyway. I don't know what you're laughing about, but I'm speaking to this <laughs> to these people who may be irritated and they, and they, and you know sometimes the irritation gets you so much that you start jotting your ideas down. So what I would say is when those irritations come and you have an idea, instead of talking about it to other people, take a pen and paper and start writing it down and say this is how I would fix this situation. That's if good. government good. stuff is irritating you, take a pen and paper and write it down. Maybe you will run for office and solve those issues that are irritating you. But if you're just talking about it to someone else and whining, you're not doing anything to help yourself. So that's number one. Number two, take note of things that people bring to you or 
problems that people bring to you for you to give them a solution. Sometimes it can be also irritating when people are always asking you to help them to do something. Most of us don't even realize how great we are at doing things. So let me help you. True. Every time people come to you, you're busy minding your own business doing something else. And then someone comes and says, Dr. Ruth, could you please help me with this? You're good at it. And you're like, Caroline, stop irritating me. Then someone else comes, Dr. Ruth, could you please help me with this? And we're like, what is wrong with you people? Why are you asking me to do this? Why? Because that is your calling. The God in us sees the gift in you and we see you as a solution so we come to you yep. so take note when two or three people bring you the same problems and they're always asking you to do that and most of the time it happens when you're minding your business doing something totally different from what they're asking you to do take note of those things number yep. three take note of things that you can easily do with with less um effort some people okay all of us can do amazing things some of us before we go live we have to prepare ourselves we have to do a whole lot of stuff and some people you wake them up at midnight at 2 a.m at 3 a.m and tell them you're going live in 10 seconds or in five seconds they will have something to say so what are those things that you can easily do you have been gifted to do and it comes out naturally so those are things that i was told when i was trying to find out what is my purpose do i know exactly what my purpose is right now and i can tell you for sure i have found it in its totality no but i keep on doing things that easily comes to me that i find joy in doing problems that i've been able to solve and that's how, you know, we, the NGO was brought, that's how I ended up in the nonprofit sector. You know, I studied mathematics and chemistry. I was on my way to be a chemical engineer or to be a statistician. Those were two options based on what I studied. But when I was at the university, I'm sharing this, this is a personal experience. When I was at the university, I had the opportunity to go into the nonprofit sector as a volunteer. And because of that, someone thought, they can give me a job with a five minutes interview and I earned a lot of money from a five minutes interview out of volunteering. And that's how I ended up in the nonprofit sector. Would I have made a better chemical engineer or a, a statistician? I don't know. I'm happy doing what I'm doing right now. And I don't think what would have happened if I would have gone the other way. Good. Yeah. That's good stuff. I, I want to speak to the crazy people. Or the ones that grow up thinking they're crazy. Because you see things differently than the rest of the world. I buried myself in insecurity. And mind you, I had a lot of things to be insecure about. At least that I thought. And, But the worst part for me, I, rem I remember going to parties in, in grade school, in, in junior high, in high school. And like hiding in the kitchen to be next to the parents because I didn't want to be next to the kids because I felt weird. Like I felt like I was on a different planet than them. That's a really hard thing when you're growing up because you don't feel like you belong anywhere. You don't feel accepted. You don't feel loved. I got news for you. It's never going to change, but 
when as soon as I wrap my head around that it doesn't matter, the minute I figured out who I really was and who I am. So if you're out there right now and you feel like you're crazy or what your ideas and your thoughts just don't seem to match up with the rest of the people on the planet, on the planet, thank the Lord above for that. It is, that means you're extraordinary. I mean, look, God gives everybody extraordinary gifts, but I have a certain affinity or a, a certain affection for the people, the weirdos, the ones that don't feel like they belong because you think differently. That's good. That is a gift. That is a blessing. And those weird thoughts that you have that you feel like don't resonate with the rest of the world, write them down because they are going to matter. They're going to mean something. And it may not make sense to you right now to this day, but if you take my advice and what I'm saying, you will see God show you why you are thinking the things that you are thinking. You have a special gift that is so unique that you don't need to play in anyone else's sandbox. They're going to have to come play in yours. That is a fact. That is the truth. That is the most honest thing that I can ever say to you other than God has a purpose for your life. You don't want to play in everyone else's sandbox. Let them come play in yours when it's time. Wow. Dr. Henry. Good, good. Well, I'm let's sorry. go back to the... Let's. What's that? I'm sorry. Do you mind... Just indulge me for a second. I'm laughing because I heard Joshua start preaching there. And so you get on a hot, a hot button, and it is a hot button for the whole world today. And one of the things that I wanted to say real quick about purpose, one, uh, one of the things I want to say real quick about purpose, your purpose is so unique because each one of us were placed here on purpose for a purpose. Mm -hmm. And it, you may not see it as of yet because there's such a, a societal norm to be normal. And who wants to be a, a normal when you were created a designer's original, where there's no one else like you, where there's no two DNA strands or patterns that are like, even identical twins, which I used to have, uh, I had twin sisters that were fraternal, but they look so much alike. But even identical twins have two different DNA patterns same mom, same dad, in the womb together, in the placenta together, but still different. And that's how people get off about their purpose because they're so busy looking at what someone else does and the success that they seem to have and the this that they seem to have. Oh, she has 10,000 followers. They have 100,000 in their Facebook group. Who cares? Who's really being helped or changed or is a bunch of crabs in a bucket scratching at each other? How much really? <laughs> I'm curious, how much community is there really? Who really feel comfortable or at ease sharing their deepest, darkest, whatever is going on, knowing that there are a group of supporters and not haters, mm. having animosity towards everyone reaching success? Come on here. How many people are actually in there because they want to be in there for the purpose of being in unity? Or it's just that I'm jumping in here because this person made a million dollars and maybe I can too. Out with that. That's not purpose. That's not truly purpose because purpose leaves you feeling fulfilled, not going to bed at night. I got all this money, all these people following me, but I'm medicating myself on drugs. I'm medicating myself with illicit sex. I'm medicating myself on the next high. I'm medicating myself in, in witchcraft or whatever is the next phase that's passing by or fat. And that person really doesn't have or is not actualizing purpose. 
And if you know your purpose, just know it looks different today than it will tomorrow. Because mm -hmm. every time you, you're, you're constantly changing. You're changing as the mm -hmm. world changes. And so you mm -hmm. will do things differently. I will not ride a camel down the, the freeway in my town because that camel will die. It will die. I mean, so just because someone else made success that way does not mean you're going to make success. That is not your purpose. That has nothing to do with purpose. That's called a method or a methodology, mm -hmm. a, a way or a study, a type of doing something. And a type of doing something does not denote purpose. Stick mm -hmm. around the Society of Kingdom Minds. I guarantee you will find out your purpose and actualize how the Lord wants you to do it now and this now. Not tomorrow, not yesterday, not someone that has already done it, but your yeah. purpose that he has for you. Back Amen. to you, Dr. Henry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know from whom I want to play off of here right now. Everybody has said so many good things. Um, but you know, it, it's a falsity in fact, it's not even correct to do, the Bible says, to compare ourselves to, to one another. So no. number one, we've got to get off of that. That comes from, ironically, what appears to be the most secure people really are the most insecure people. They try to make everybody fit in a mold that says, this is a good purpose or this is a good, um, a good way of doing things. Our purpose, like Dr. Ruth was saying, it grows with us. We have a purpose here, and we may be here. We attempt to reach that purpose, but as we go, so does our purpose go before us. When we think we've arrived, we just find out that our purpose has grown. And uh, I was thinking about this actually the other day and had nothing to do with this, and now it seems to fit. How many have you all seen the, the, the movie series Mission Impossible? I mean, I, probably nobody that hasn't. Maybe, I don't know, Dr. I Caroline. I like it. Um, but you know, they call it mission impossible, but none of the mission impossibles were impossible as ridiculous as, you know, all the action and, and the unlikeliness that anybody could actually do that. Um, in the end, it wasn't impossible, but the hmm. difference between what appeared to be impossible was this attitude, Hey, there's, we got to do this. There's got to be a way let's figure it out. And that's when um we have to bring kingdom ideas and and team you know all these things that we've been talking about teamwork leadership we need to work together because your strengths fill my weaknesses mm. your weaknesses are balanced by my strengths and as we do that together we achieve our purpose mm -hmm. and even with this e example on facebook um, this lady asking, you know, she's asking, but it wasn't just a person. It was Joshua's platform. One thing led to another. I made a comment. Now we're talking about it today. It wasn't just a, that's it. It's that team and it'll grow and it'll grow as we go. We've got to get away from this whole name tag thing. You know, I am a, and we want to put a letter on it or a label. And that's what I like about what Dr. Caroline said. Am I everything that, that I, I'm going to be? No. Am I everything that I could have been? Who knows? And who cares? Mm. I, I was studying robotics engineering. I was working in, in that kind of a field. What's that? I said, that's so cool. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm thinking, what has that anything to do with do what, I'm, what I'm doing today? And yet, you know, I'm building, I'm creating. 
I'm just doing it not with engine, you know, not with mechanics and machines and producing something. I'm doing it with kingdom principles and producing something that's helping people achieve their mission purpose. It's so interesting that you say this because I've changed the title. When I remember when I got out of jail and I made that commitment to actually right before I got out of jail, I'd made the commitment when I gave my life to the Lord that my life was no longer my own and I was going to commit to serve him. I knew what it kind of looked like, but I didn't know what the first step was. And so I remember in the process, I was like trying all of these different things. I was researching. I, I gave myself more titles beauty broker. Uh, I mean, like I, I changed the title of what I did 95 times. Like it made me crazy. I can't imagine what it looked like on my social media feeds. And the point was like, I got so tired of it. Like even now it's like, I don't want to be put in a box. I created, I am Joshua just so I could just go, I'm Joshua. Like, I don't want to. I don't want to have a title of anything else. I do a lot. I have a lot of different interests. I do a lot of different things. I got my hands in a lot of different stuff. But in the end, for me, it's just an extension of me. It's still me. Like, I don't need a title for it. And I, one of the things that I do not like about networking events at all is when they're trying to coach you up and give you their advice, they got to, they want you to have like a, I forgot what the word they call it, but it's like, what you're giving yourself a title, all of these different things that you do in this little pretty package. And to me, I look at that as a small prison cell that I don't want to <laughs> like, I like, even the way I do business, I don't want to create a brochure to go, here you go. Here's my one size fits all category of what I can do for, you No, I'm, I want to go, okay, what are your needs? Like what's going on? If God shows me a way I can help, I can help. That doesn't need a box, and I don't need a brochure for that. I just want to serve. I want to use the gifts that God gave me to help other people. And, like, there's no box. There's more freedom in that. I get to do whatever I want all day long, and it's all under the the. It's all with the same purpose of elevating other people. That's all I really care about. And it is the coolest thing in the world but that wouldn't be possible if I took the old sports analogy of, well, you can play one sport and you got to get really good at it. Well, that's boring. I want to do all of them. I want to try all of them because you never know what you're going to like. So, done preaching. You know what's so cool about that? You know what's so cool about that, Joshua? It's because God uses our personality. And that's one of the things mm -hmm. that people miss when they mix up the whole, I don't know my purpose, because they're looking at someone else and how they said it, how they did it. Yeah. And they're trying to imitate, notice imitate, and you become a cheap copy instead of a designer's original. They're trying to imitate the way someone else did it. And God tr truly uses the personality that he gave you for what he designed you to do and who he's designed you to reach. Every customer is not your customer. Right. Every follower is not supposed to be a part of your ministry. God gave you your voice, you the outer shell that you have, your mm -hmm. eye color and all of that for the purpose, the specific purpose that he placed you here. Right. And that's what we're trying to tell you today. You don't have to do it like someone else. That's what Joshua was saying with his story. You, you put your own self in a prison. And it's not to say you don't have systems in place and, you know, a schedule that you go by for your life. It's not to say that 
you don't have a specific way. Like the reason why we're lined up today is because Joshua had a way he wanted us to look on camera. And so we're trying to follow Mayor, Mayor Joshua. That's what I call him. We're trying to follow what he's saying. But the thing of it is, it's still God is using the personality that each of us have to cause you to watch us and what, what we're saying. I tell people all the time, I'm loud and crazy. I love to laugh. I have a DR in front of my name that I work darn hard for, but I love to make people laugh. That's just me. That's my personality. Some people don't like it. Well, whatever. I'm not called to you. And it's okay. I still like you. I still love you because I'm commanded to if I want to go to heaven. But hey, <laughs> at the same time, you don't have to listen to me. It's okay. It's okay, Dr. Henry. <laughs> <laughs> I hold on. I love what you said about not everything is for you. The, literally this morning, I I got so excited. I I I got uh, this morning. I got the opportunity to shoot a commercial in a national commercial in Chicago. Well, they asked me if I was available those dates. Well, I have another commitment that I committed to for producing, which is behind the camera, not in front of it. And I'm like, oh man. And then I had to remind myself of just what you said. It's not for me. If this is part of what God wants for me, it's going to happen. If it's the right fit, it's going to happen for me. So I just surrendered it and I said, God, fill it with something. Fill it with something else. Yep. Two hours later, filled it with something that was way bigger, way cooler, way more amazing. And it aligns with where God wants me to go. That is the best part about it. So to your point, don't look at other people's stuff and go, I want that. Because if it's not for you, you are going to wreck it. Absolutely. Um, Dr. Henry. <laughs> or, or Dr. Caroline. Sorry. This is a fun uh, show. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah. No, that's uh, good. I wanted, um, I wanted to, to say something to what uh, you have just said, Dr. Ruth and, um, and Joshua. There could be people out there who uh, probably lost their jobs and then thinking maybe entrepreneurship could be something for you. You probably hired a coach and the coach told you uh, property business has more money than any other, you know, for a new entrepreneur when you're starting out and you've gotten into this field and you have been coached and nothing is working. I've been there. I once hired a coach who told me, oh, nonprofit, there's no money in it. It's for broke people. You need to get into property business. You need to get into speaking business. You need to get into XYZ business. But my heart was not in property. I may buy a property. I may rent it out. I may even have Airbnb people and all that stuff. But I'm not going to go around and say I'm a property entrepreneur, you know, investor in properties and all that. Because for me, that is something else that I I do because of you. Obviously, you want to, you know, build property, live wealth and all that stuff. But it's not something that I would go every day on social media and post about property. Why am I giving this example? Because I know there are people who may have lost their jobs probably you had savings and you're thinking of getting into entrepreneurship i'd like you to think hard and think through it and not to just do something because a coach told you that you will make money out of it think through 
whatever it is that you want to do with this next phase of your life, think through the gifts that you have been given, whether it was from your job or something you studied in school or an education that you have, or it could even be something that you've always wanted to do. And this is the opportunity for, you, for that mission to refocus and rethink. And so many people in their 20s, in their 30s, in their 40s and 50s are finding themselves at that place. I know so many people who have been laid off and they're finding themselves in that place. What am I going to do? I think it's really important that we talk to that because they're watching and they are probably wondering, is this God giving me another chance to do something that I've always wanted to do? I would like us to talk about that. Dr. Henry. That's good. Well, That's before good. I, I, I <clears throat> follow up on that, I just want to go back again. And, you know, we're not able to maybe follow, but if anybody's there and, and you've got a question, man, shoot it out there. Put it, you know, leave it in the comment because we're here for you, um, you know, not for each other. We'll take advantage of it, obviously, to encourage one another. And, but but our hope is to really help, help you. And um, this topic came up as a result of that. Um, and in our plans today it wasn't in our pre-scheduled agenda but you see that's that again is part of the beauty of just going with god and and i don't mean that as a phrase but i mean just lending ourselves to the to the opportunities that don't look like opportunities most of our opportunities do not have this big bell saying look at me i am your next opportunity they come through difficulties and problems and hardships that we discover something that's within us because that, that pressure that has been placed on us is revealing something that we can either address, we can fix, we can resolve, or we can dissolve, that which may be the case. And it opens up ourselves to something that we may not have otherwise even focused on or even addressed because I'm doing my nine to five. I've got this thing down. That's all I can do. That's all I know how to do. And God says, I got something else for you. Between here, the nine to five to where God's got something else for you. I promise you that may not be the path that is just, you know, lined with rose petals. But um, I know my, what's that? Go no, go, 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 go. I, I know for me. They uh, don't breathe. I, when they talk, they don't breathe. So you take breaths. You take breaks. So oh, I thought we were done. And I was ready to jump in. These I two. like breathing. I like breathing. They don't require oxygen. Number one. And number two. All in one breath. Those are people that are used to talking a lot all day long, helping people and keeping their minds clear. I'm not sure who you are referring to. Uh, Dr. Ruth. <laughs> Don't throw me out in the bus. Don't throw me out in the bus. So anyway, what was I saying before um, we got off track? I, I know Come for on, me Mr. in my life, I, if, when I go back to, you know, the robotics engineering line and all that stuff, it wasn't that I didn't like what I was doing. God showed me something that gave me more passion. I came up against an opportunity that says, look at this. I'm thinking, this is not an opportunity. This is like going from money to, to nothing. 
but God showed, you know, it's, it's as I look at that opportunity, it didn't look like an opportunity. I began to realize, you know what, that, that fuels me. That does something to me more than just having the money does. Yeah. Did I like having money? Yeah, I still kind of like having money. But I enjoy serving in God's kingdom, helping other people find their purpose and develop their gifts and, and create strategies and be innovative. If it, the first time I find a box, I'm finding my way out as soon as possible. And so that I get to do that for a living. I get to roll, I get to tear down boxes in my life and in the lives of other people so they can expand what they do. So um, I, just to kind of come back to that, sometimes the process, which is always more important than the destiny, by the way, mm. the process is always more important than the destiny. It's what we discover in ourselves. Does it, can I say suck on this, you know, that <laughs> on this show? I've said worse. Does it? Does it? Oh okay, my God. I'll try, is it more uncomfortable? Is it uncomfortable? Is it difficult to be in that unemployed situation, <laughs> faced with things that we, you know, we weren't planning on being faced with? Yes, it's very uncomfortable, but we'll always find a little piece of kingdom treasure in the process. And that's what causes us to grow. That's what causes us to be able to expand who we are. Did you, let me ask you something. So your robotics training and that, has that everything that you learned in that time in your life, have you been able to use it or apply what you learned to what you do now? Well, yes, I'm not building robots. But right. I am, but I am, I, I had trained my mind how to start here and end there. The process to get through that. Nothing's um, wasted is the point. Nothing's yeah. wasted. And, and even on the mission field, um, with all of the blueprint reading and all of the drawings and things that we had to do, guess what? I designed all the buildings that we have on our campuses. And it wow. came from the capabilities Amazing. that we were, I was able to learn while doing that. I didn't build wow. them, but I was able to create them, design them. I knew what was needed. So yes, God will <clears throat> always use everything we've gone through, no matter how ugly, no matter how crappy, no matter how many mistakes, no matter how big they were, whether we knew they were mistakes. You know, some of us just jump in with, both feet, and we just know it's wrong, we do it anyway. And that none of that changes God's purpose for our life. That's Amen. good. You know, my, my uh, third ex-wife, the, the woman I married <laughs> that I didn't know, I gotta give her, I gotta give her a shout out really quick. <laughs> I'm serious, I'm not being sarcastic. No, we we, so we went back it. to LA and um, we were going to go out and travel, but then there was an opportunity to go back to Los Angeles. And like, for me, that that's still home. Um, and one of the things that she encouraged me to go to an acting class and all of that. And I was like, whoa, this is kind of fun. And like, I was really enjoying it. But one of the things that I was doing was really, I, I wanted to be a talk show host. Like, that's what I wanted to do. And I was all in trying to make it happen, trying to make it, trying to make it happen. And it, and it wasn't, it was, I mean, I was getting traction, but not to make it a career. And she said, Joshua, you, 
you really should just go get an odd job somewhere. But I was like swinging for the fences. I was going for the grand slam. I want to be discovered. I want to all, that's what I, that's what was in my heart to do because I was believing God that that would happen. But I took her advice because I, you know, who wants a nagging wife? You know, not me. Anyway, um, so I listened to her and I got an odd job and it wasn't what I wanted to do. It was working for some party company, working events, you know, washing dishes, like doing just basically whatever. It was just we were being placed. I got, but what I didn't know about it, and I'm looking at this job going, this is not my purpose. This is not taking me anywhere towards ministry. It's not doing anything. Oh, boy, was I wrong. I met so many different people, and what it did was it also opened the door to me working private security, uh, like for celebrities and things like that. And I started, uh, God used that. And I learned so many odd skills during that time, and I don't have time to list everything that I learned. But in that moment that looked like, which I call, I, I would call it the valley for me, because I was just like, I don't want to be, I'm not a valley guy, and I sure as heck don't want to be in the valley. Um, but God used it. There was a moment there. Like I, I was taught things. I learned things. I, I got a different eye for production and I got access to all of these major events doing this work that I, I'm, I, I looked at it at first, like this was beneath me. This is not for me, but God will use it all. So I'm so glad that you said what you said about the robot thing, because you're going to pick up things along the way. I look back to when I worked with complex disabilities for 18 years. That set the foundation for my work ethic in my heart for other people and willing when I, being willing when we're told no. Because, you know, when most people get an insurance claim denied, they just go, well, that sucks. And they try to find a way to pay for it. Well, my whole job was finding a way, like a way around their denial to get the approval. Like all the skills that I learned there taught me how to work in the third door. And if you don't know what the third door is, I'll give you a quick analogy and then we'll let you guys talk again. But okay, picture a nightclub, the trendiest nightclub, Studio 54 or whatever you kids like now, I don't even know. But you see the big line outside in the front. You see those people waiting in line. Then you see the people that walk in, they slap the dude in the hand because they put a fat 50 in or whatever. They go through that front door. The third door if you've ever seen Goodfellas, is when you go through the kitchen door all the way through the kitchen, and then you sit down in the front. I learned how to work the third door because of that. That strategy, that, that skill has helped me working in entertainment and everything I do now in a way that no one ever sees me coming, but there I am. So don't, do not despise humble beginnings or do not think that you are too good to do anything because God will use it. Done preaching. Henry, go. I love it. For the third time, preaching. That was good. <laughs> that was That's awesome. Third message. Amen. And, and maybe some people will need to look up what he meant by a valley guy. I don't know. Um. Well, like, you know hey, 1980s, the valley, like a valley girl. Yeah, like I, I, I knew. I knew. Oh, okay. I didn't know. Maybe Am I dating myself? One of the things that I'm reminded of is 
looking at the life of Joseph in the Bible, Joseph was his father's favorite child. He even made a coat of many colors for him. His brothers didn't like him. He was a dreamer. And he had all these dreams of uh, amazing things and the stars and moons bowing to him, which was actually going to happen in real life. But at that time, with the dreams that he had, he didn't quite understand who he was. And he was sharing his dreams with people who were not happy for him. But if you read the, uh, um, the Bible and just go through his story, there are so many lessons that you can learn and apply in your own life. You know, he starts out, he's celebrated by his own father. His brothers don't like him because of the dreams and the great things that he has, ideas and all those things. Then he's sent by his dad to take food to his brothers. His brothers see him coming and they think, let's put him in a pit. They put him in a pit and then they sell him. Then he goes to Potiphar's house. At Potiphar's house, he's awesome. He's doing a great job. Potiphar's house, uh, wives likes him and lies about him raping her. He's now taken to prison. And each and every one of these steps, as Joshua shared, I believe there are strategies that he learned how to cope in those situations that turned him into the greatest strategist of all times, according to the Bible, because he was able to strategize and help a country, actually the whole world at that point, when people were going through famine, that he was able to have enough and people would travel from far and wide around the world to come to Egypt Talk to buy about food a pandemic. because that was a pandemic. Like mm -hmm. Egypt was the one place that you could go and buy food. And if you had someone in Egypt, you are safe. And the whole country, really the whole country depended on the strategy that Joseph had. Now mm -hmm. think about it. He learned these strategies all through his life how to deal with people, how to negotiate, you know, how to buy and sell, how to do all those things. That's why it's very important. Everything we are going through, everything, the good, the bad, the ugly, whatever it is you're going through right now, God will use it to make sure that whatever he has called you to do on this planet Earth, that you are excellent, that you are delivering, that you are doing it to the best and the best of your ability because he has placed the ability in you to be the highest and the best version of yourself. So whatever it is that you're going through, everything, think through your life, think through wh where you are five years from now. It doesn't matter how painful the situation is. Think through what you went through, some nice things that happened or even things that you didn't think were nice and then look back at what you're doing right now. Are there lessons that you learn? Are there skills that you learn? I believe there are. And if there's anyone right now, and I'm speaking again to people who may have lost their jobs or may have gone through a difficult situation and are wondering, this is my version two of my life. I wanna make the most out of it. Take note of those lessons that you have learned and see how you can utilize them now to go forward. 
And I might and, add <clears throat> with the version two, because I know in my life, if, if my story is I'm on version four or five of my life. I mean, I have gone through that many transformations in the course of, uh, yes, Joshua, count them. Um, I have- well, I'm counting my own. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I'm like working on cat lives right now. Transitions in my life, but you know what? Like we're all saying, every one of those are stepping, not stepping stones, but building blocks. Hmm. To, to who we are. And when it all comes down to it, we're all going to one day realize, like um, Dr. Ruth was saying, there is not anybody else like me. There's not anyone else like you. And it is the world, it's the world's system that's motivated by a king that we call Satan that puts that desire to compare ourselves or to try to be like someone else because that is what he wants to do. It ultimately is the same trick he pulled on Eve. You want to be like God, don't you? The only difference between you and God is in eating this fruit. The only difference mm. in knowing the difference between good and evil is in doing this. And he's doing the same thing today. He's trying to put everybody in the, uh, uh, you know, a one-size-fits-all or you know, in a brochure. Or everybody either wears a blue hat or red hat. That's it. There's else there are no two color hats the same amen anyway and i want to get started on that what i do yeah. want to sow the seed for is that i'm getting a lot of questions and i think uh everyone else is too we keep talking about society of kingdom minds we keep talking about the king of god what is that and i had some thoughts here i think we'll save them for for next time but kind of hang that out there we're let's 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 assemble that a little bit we can't go through the whole Bible because that's what it would take to fully understand the kingdom of God. But we can get some simple um, explanations. I think that will help everyone. Joshua. Yeah, let's um, let's wind it up and uh, you guys plug what you want to plug. Uh, we'll start with Caroline and then we will get out of here and then be back. Uh, you guys will probably be on your own next week, depending on when I get back from my event. But um, but you guys, please plug what you're doing and uh, what you're up to. And uh, Dr. Dr. Ruth, we'll start with you. All right. Well, um, I am within his image consulting firm. And one of the things I'm doing right now is I am helping 30 authors or aspiring authors get their book together and put it out. Um, and if you want information about that, go to info, I-N-F-O, at drruthcharles.com, that's D-R-R-U-T-H-C-H-A-R-L-E-S.com, drruthcharles.com, and if you would like to learn more about the Bible, I have a Facebook group. It's open for women right now, but I'm, a, I'm going to open it for men in about two or three weeks. It's called Kingdom Women's Mentoring Bible study. It is a Facebook group you can ask to join, and we meet every day until the 12th at 12 a.m. Sorry, 12 p.m. Central Standard Time. So lunchtime for those that are central. Thank you. <laughs> Dr. Henry. Uh, well, um, I'm focusing a lot on our work in, in Honduras, and there's a lot of things that we're doing there at uh, Tree of Life Ministries. Um, but I'm actually working um, also at 
um, starting another, I guess, if you want to call it a coaching group, a project, um, I want to really focus on helping Christian leaders that ultimately or lately have been feeling exasperated and exhausted. Um, maybe they need to kind of pinpoint <clears throat> um, the, the needed identity shift that they need to take during these challenging times. So I'm working on that right now and something that uh, we'll be talking a little bit more about in the future. Awesome, Dr. Henry. Dr. Caroline. Thank you so much. Um, here at the NGO Whisperer, we work with nonprofits and social enterprises. We provide technical support, different uh, technical supports. There's resource mobilization, project management, governance and organizational management, compliance enterprise-wide risk management, and many others. We provide training for nonprofits through our masterclasses. Every month we have a masterclass on the last Saturday of the month. We just concluded the February one and we are going to have one in March every month. Join us and we also have a month long masterclasses one week, uh, one day a week where we provide this technical support to small and medium sized nonprofits and social enterprises. You can check us out at ngowhisperer.com. Awesome. I'm Joshua. This is my wife, Jessica, and we elevate passion purpose, and mission. So you can find us at livemonaworldwide.org where you're probably watching right now. Um, but we we serve and we really are passionate about doing what I just said we do, which is elevate passion, purpose, and mission. Uh, thank you guys so much for being here. Dr. Ruth, Dr. Caroline, Dr. Henry, God bless you guys. Thank you for being here. Have an amazing weekend and uh, we'll be talking this week. Take care. Bye everyone. Okay. Bless you all. Bye. 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 Bye.